Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features. We give them to you. You can uh, go over there and actually contribute to the site. You can add things to it. You can uh, vote on different items that you'll see there on the front page, the the top items at the moment. It's constantly updating based on what you think is interesting. And so you can submit new things to the site, vote on what's already there, and then the most voted up, make it to the front page in the top. Go to freetalklive.com. Get interactive there. That's freetalklive.com. Dot com Here tonight, it's Ian. And Derek J. All right. So, uh, Derek J., you weren't on the show last night uh, when we were recapping, or when I was recapping what happened yesterday, uh, when both you and I were arrested at the local courthouse. That's we right. can get into some of those details here in a moment. We actually have uh, TSA George on the line to start things out here tonight. Great. Uh, TSA George, you're on the line in D.C. Hello there. Hey, guys. Long time no talk. Hey, here. you're on, on the amp lines. What's on your mind tonight? Um, two things. One, I, was, I heard you guys talking about the whole blue pill, red pill, blue pill thing, and it's like, hey, if you could do it over again, would you still take the red pill or go to the blue pill because it might be frustrating? Mm-hmm. And it's funny, um, they, I read an article about the Matrix. I think it was from Crack.com. And they turned out that the end is like, what if they were still in the Matrix? The people in Zion, what if they were still in the Matrix, considering they show at the end of um, uh, Reloaded, how Matrix uh, Neo was able to use his mind to stop those machines, you know, supposedly a real world thing. What if that really was just another layer of the Matrix? Mm. <laughs> Very interesting. And, uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, and another, uh, and back to the other um, thing. Uh, you wouldn't believe what one of my coworkers did. Like uh, that's so hilarious. I think he'd crack up. You know, he finds a pair of glasses. Uh, on the X-ray belt, like um, after you know, leaves the X-ray, he, yep. finds, he thinks they're abandoned there in a the bowl. He just, you know, he picks them up, he puts them on, he's just horsing around. He's like, "Whoa, these are like beer goggles, man! Everything is sexier with these on." <laughs> like they just real, real loud. And that's when Senator John Kerry walks up and goes, "Those are mine, and I'm here." <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest thing ever. So wait, the the so this uh, politician actually went through the uh, the same line as the rest of us regular folk. Yeah, um, he he goes to the body scanner because I think he's got like a metal knee or something like that. I'm not sure, huh. but yeah, it's like he, he he was walking up right as my coworker was saying uh, saying those things like real loud after putting the glasses on like that. He thought he thought they were abandoned and it turned out to belong to John Kerry. Did John <laughs> was John Kerry angry with uh, your coworker? No, he was kind. Of, he was kind of annoyed, but at the same time, then it's like ten seconds later. He's just like, you know, chuckling at the fact that we were. Uh, the rest of the checkpoint was laughing at my coworker, going, "Oh God, you, I can't believe we did that." Like then, but it, it, it was definitely something funny to see like that. So, George, anything else you want to share uh, tonight? At this point, now I got to get back to work. I'm All on right, break. Man. All <laughs> right, thanks. Have I a good night. Talk know, to you later. Eight five five four fifty free is the toll free number. Uh, our man on the inside of the TSA, TSA George eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Uh, you know, I had an interesting conversation today on the streets of Keene. I uh, was out doing some flyering with uh, Kelly Voluntarist for thanksbutnotanks.com, encouraging folks to oppose this uh, Bearcat. For those of you that are maybe new to the show, uh, we, uh, Derek, you and I lived in uh, Keene, New Hampshire, the southwest corner of uh, of the state. That's right. And it's a little town, little city, big town of 23,000 people. 
And the federal government has uh, offered a grant of uh, nearly $300,000 to the city to purchase a Bearcat. which going to get a tank. Yeah, which, that's what the mayor said about it. And that's what it is. It's an armored vehicle that is protected from uh, gunshots and blasts. And you know, basically, it's a, it's a militarized police vehicle. And a lot of people are pretty concerned about this thing. And there's a, a pretty big... Uh, opposition movement, shall we say, a, a movement of folks that are speaking out against it, that are calling city councilors, that are uh, that are talking, you know, with their friends and encouraging them to get active and and you know, hopefully encourage these councilors to refuse this after they've already accepted it. So like the deed's been done. Essentially, we're trying to get them to reverse it now and show them that they made a mistake. Right. I think a lot of the townspeople are immediately opposed to it once they learn that it's not in fact a truck as the police chief is selling them. Uh, he's telling them, oh, it's just a truck, but not many trucks that I know of have gun ports on them. And so no once doubt. folks hear about that, uh, they get to be a little concerned. Right, and yeah, I like to uh, show them a picture of the the bear cat uh, when I'm talking to people on the street, and if they're not, if you know if they're a little unsure about about it, uh, you know, well, they'll, they'll ask me, well, what's it going to be used for? What, well, I say, well, the police claim it's going to be a rescue vehicle. Does that look like a rescue vehicle to you? <laughs> yeah. And th- thus far, no one has said yes. That looks like a rescue vehicle. Shocking. So, uh, on, on the streets, the majority of people, the super majority in most instances, are in. They want to get rid of this thing. They don't want this thing to come to Keene. So that's what I was out on the, the streets doing today, talking to people because we're coming down to it. The vote's going to be on Thursday, right? And I'm not sure what to do because um, Mark's out of town this week. And normally, if I want to go to a city council meeting and just have Mark host the show here, so I, I'm not sure exactly how to handle that because I really, really want to go to this meeting. I'm thinking maybe we'll just put a, a refeed on for an hour or something like. That. That. I mean, we we've never done that before, right. uh, but, but I really feel like this important is an important meeting. important thing to go to. So uh, so I'm on the streets and I'm I'm flyering people and you know what I like to do is uh, you know ask them if they've heard about the Bearcat and if so how do they feel about it because I don't want to give them a flyer with all the counselors' phone numbers on it if uh, if they like the Bearcat right. So I like to kind of feel them out uh, a little bit. And, and, you know, I'm getting the usual response, although more apathy today than usual. Typically, there's only like 10 to 20 percent that are like, I don't care or I don't have an opinion. Really? A lot. Yeah. The vote's coming up and people uh, were pretty care. apathetic about people, it today. Some people, yeah, I'd say maybe it was more like 30 to 40 percent rather than 10 to 20. Uh, but so more people were like, I don't know, I don't care. Just kind of walked walked by, wow. uh, but still the majority were were taking flyers. I had no problem handing out a bunch of flyers, but I got waylaid for a little bit by this lady who she, I was coming up to them to you know flyer them just like would anyone else, and she's with what appeared to be her husband. He pulls. He apparently already had a video camera in his hand. He pulls it up. Starts recording. I'm like, oh, you have a video camera. Great. And, you know, that doesn't bother me. So, uh, and but I knew something was up, right? This was a little strange. And most people don't behave that in that way. And she started. Well, that's pe- the type of change I would like to see in the world. Yeah, more recording. It's fine with me. Uh, and she started peppering me with questions. Uh, and she knew who I was. She knew I was Ian from Freekeen.com. And, you know, I asked her what her name was. Her name's Kay. And we had a lengthy conversation, which was unfortunate because, you know, I might have missed some folks that were walking by at that time. So I don't know if well, I don't know what her intentions were. But anyway, basically what she was saying was that she had a lot to say. So in a nutshell, she was essentially accusing us, us, those of us involved in freekeen.com of being aggressive. Oh, dear. Uh, Yep. Uh, She said that uh, essentially that. I don't think she accuses us of being violent necessarily. She said we're harassing. 
okay. uh, when it comes to how we approach the the government workers. She didn't like uh, the video from yesterday where you or I were, uh, where you and I and Kelly were all arrested at Superior Court. She first, who's doing the harassing? Is it that hard to tell from the video? Them. She claims we're My harassing goodness. the government bureaucrats. And I said, well, you know, I think it's harassing when they put peaceful people in cages for not harming anyone else. I think that's harassing. Right. Um, but the first thing that she pointed out was – it was kind of like a, almost – it seemed like conspiracy theory. I, I couldn't believe what she was saying. She claimed that uh, that she saw a video from yesterday. And the video is up over at freekeen.com. In fact, you just put, I think, a raw clip up on your YouTube channel. I did. Uh, Freeman TV, FR33MANTV. That's right. It's also at livefreerdance.com. Okay, perfect. Uh, livefreerdance.com. You can see a raw clip there. But she was like, well, the video I saw seemed like it was edited. And I said, well, yeah, you know, people edit videos for time. You know, we can't put everything in there. But there are some videos that are unedited. Sometimes we'll post raw videos. There's, just, there's at least three videos that I've seen of this very same event. Right. And essentially what she was saying was that she saw one video where she believed that the cameraman made some sort of statement about how it was their intention to go to the Monadnock uh, this is the, re- the region in which we live. It's called the Monadnock region. The Monadnock Center for Violence Prevention. What? Or like domestic violence prevention. It's you know a resource for abused so, but uh, yeah, people. She, she thought someone said that they were intending to go there? She believed she heard that on camera, the cameraman said that uh, that he was going to go there and film people. What? So like abuse victims, basically. The idea of like just you know recording you know, abused women coming into this uh, this My center. My goodness. So we'll come back and tell you more about that conversation in a moment at 855-450-FREE. And you can bring up whatever you want. It's absurd what she was saying. This is Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Give you the features there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com, and those features include listening options. We've got broadband, mid-band, and narrowband versions of the show, so different Bandwidths for your internet connection of choice, and you can go to listen.freetalklive.com to get tuned in there. That's listen.freetalklive.com. That's also where you can find out what our radio stations are that carry the show throughout the country, various different times throughout the week. And hopefully we'll be on a brand new station as of tonight, although I always like to wait to confirm that uh, that we are on before I'll say hello. But we should have a brand new, I think, seven-night-a-week, six-night-a-week affiliate coming on board, Ooh. which is pretty exciting. And uh, so we'll let you know more about that as it comes up. But you can go and get our current station list over at listen.freetalklive.com. Plus, learn about our satellite listening options like XM Satellite Radio, uh, as well as our free-to-air KU Band satellite channel, the webcam, and the listen lines. That'll allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. Listen.freetalklive.com. Also, the Bitcoin. You need to know about this thing because it has the potential to change 
the economy. I mean, this thing has the potential to drastically change how money is thought of by people. I mean, money, it's normally something issued by a central bank. It's normally something issued by, you know, some sort of centralized organization that is in charge and can change things at will, like with the Federal Reserve, just, they can just print more money if they want to. Well, the Bitcoin does not have that uh, factor at all. It has nothing to do with the government, any government. In fact, many governments are very afraid of the Bitcoin, and for good reason. Uh, it's a completely peer-to-peer distributed currency that exists nowhere in particular. It, it's just an internet-based thing. And some people would say, well, that's not good. There's nothing backing it. Okay, it's true. There's nothing backing it. It's ones and zeros. It's just data online. But what is what makes it valuable uh, is because gold and silver wouldn't be valuable to people if it if they didn't have uses in in products and you know if they weren't uh, pretty and so there's reasons why gold and silver gold and silver aren't inherently uh, worth you know a thousand bucks an ounce for silver or whatever fifteen hundred whatever it is right now uh, they're they're worth that because the marketplace dictates it right so the marketplace has dictated that bitcoins are worth something and right now they're about five bucks per bitcoin five U S dollars per bitcoin and that number changes based on what the market decides. Uh, it's a fascinating technology that allows you to be, if you would like, you can be pretty much anonymous uh, with this. Uh, you don't have to jump through any hoops to get involved. You just go and download the client and start running it. And then if you want to get Bitcoins quickly, you can deposit cash at any major bank and use bitinstant.com to get your Bitcoins. So to buy your Bitcoins with cash, visit bitinstant.com. And learn more, though, before you before you jump into this, learn about it. Go to weusecoins.org to learn more about the Bitcoin. Uh, you can send or receive money anywhere in the world Without needing the permission of anyone. No bank, no government. You just do it. And it's really cool. We use coins.org to learn more. All right, 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. I had an interesting encounter on the streets of Keene today with with someone who I would say is ver- is probably about as anti-free Keene as they come. My goodness. What, yeah. what was her goal, do you think? She wanted to give me a piece of her mind. and Did she just want to like trap you into saying something nasty and then edit it up or something? I don't I mean, know. Maybe she will. Whatever. I mean, she's, she's clearly very upset about the editing that she perceives was done on the video yesterday uh, that you can see over at freekeen.com. Uh, you well. can see the video where Derek and I are, are being arrested. Uh, she, I guess I didn't finish telling her conspiracy theory about the video. She right. says she saw a version of the video where someone in the video, she believed it to be the camera person, which would limit the number of people that it, it potentially was, uh, who who expressed some interest in going into the court so they could go to the Monadnock Center for Violence Prevention and film the, the people that were going in there to do whatever it is, you know, to violate their privacy or, or whatever. Do you know if that's even in the court? She says it is. Okay. I think it is. There, right. there, there are people that work there that, that seem to, to be social workers. I mean, I was unaware of that being one of the camera people. I wasn't inside and don't think a demo was aware of that. Either. I can't imagine so Carlos can't... Miller would have known anything. About no that way. Going on. He's from Miami. Wouldn't know about Keene. So right. th- this is absurd. It, There's right. no way that could have been the case. It, it seems shocking to me, and I said to her, you know, well, if that's somebody I know, I wouldn't want to be associated with that. That's not the kind of camera work that I do. I don't, I don't just record people without their without without their consent. If they're just average folks walking on the street, I'm I'm not going to go up and just start interviewing somebody. I'm going to ask them, hey, would 
do, would you mind if I interviewed you about something? Right. But what if it's a bureaucrat? If it's a bureaucrat, then I play different by different rules because I'm I'm paying for their salary and they are supposed to be accountable. And she didn't like that uh, that viewpoint very much. She thinks it's harassing to uh, to deal with these these nice people as she describes them. And I think some of the bureaucrats are nice, but they still should be held accountable for what they're doing. And uh, so anyway, she, her suggestion was that this this thing was said on camera, and then when she went back to look again to try to find the clip, it was gone. Oh, come on. As well, though, why would I have an interest, or anyone have an interest in taking video down, which is, you know, showing what happened yesterday? That's why I said it's like this, this conspiracy cr- theory. Okay, so that's that's real crazy. Right, but, you know, she's, she's clearly, some, she, like, she wasn't someone who would have been like a crazy loon on the streets. Okay. She's somebody who, uh, you know, is likely known uh, in Keene, because I saw there was a lady that was walking down the street as well, who I'd tried to give a flyer to previously, who recognized this uh, this woman, Kay. And so clearly, you know, she's she's integrated with, with okay. some of the community. So, so she's not some bag lady. Were, no. were you able to have a conversation with her where you explained the difference between a bureaucrat uh, being filmed and just an average Joe on the street? Yes, I did. Okay, good. Yeah. So yeah. that was made clear to her that you... She you still know. feels like it's wrong uh, because, you know, she she likes, obviously, the government system, clearly. Uh, and she, you know, she has she thinks the people that are working for it are friendly. And so she couldn't understand why we would continue filming after the bailiff, uh, Fredrickson at the court, uh, told <laughs> Carlos Miller to stop filming. Yeah. Why would she, you stop? Right. She couldn't understand why he, he would continue to film uh, in that instance. And so it was just this lengthy conversation where she was. She was very sarcastic in her in her demeanor to me, and uh, so I don't know what she really you know thought she was doing. Maybe she was honestly curious, uh, but I think she was more wanting to accuse me of of being like this bad person who oh. is in town to, uh, to you know to, to start trouble. And I you know I tried to point out to her that look. Uh, the, the harassing is on the part of the these government guys when they're arresting peaceful people. And I asked her, you don't think they should be putting peaceful people in cages, do you? She ignores the question. Oh, and, no, that's an important question. Right, and goes on preaching. I said, well, I've answered a bunch of your questions and you didn't answer mine. And she's, well, what was the question? And so I asked her again. And, uh, you know, I never really I don't really think she gave me a, a straight answer on that. It, what ended up happening was her husband kind of jumped in and he said, well, was it were they breaking the law? Oh, and I gosh. said, well, good people break bad laws. Thank don't you. you agree? And he said something like, yes, but blah, 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 blah. That's why I hope they really post the video. It's hard for me to remember all the you know, ins and outs of the conversation. But So I hope that they'll, you know, this video will crop up. She also accused uh, – she's you know, using these collective terms like your group. Oh, yeah. That and, happens a lot. Right. So uh, she also accused us – of uh, being rude down at Central Square, and I said, "Well, are you sure it w- were some of my friends? Because it could be the Juggalos, these you know young folks that are maybe a little bit less than friendly sometimes, depending on their who who we're talking about." Unless it was you, she didn't have any business bringing it up. Well, she just associates everybody together, and I. Well, we'll come back with more here. Eight five five four fifty three. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. There was no persuading this woman. This is free talk live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. 
is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. You can bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. And SACL CAI's longtime sponsor of this radio program. It's thanks to uh, Jason Osborne, who is the man behind SACL. Also, one of the uh, organizers of the upcoming Porcupine Freedom Festival. We'll be telling you more about that as it approaches. It'll be coming up June 18th through the 24th. And uh, again, Jason Osborne is just a real doer when it comes to the world of the liberty movement. In fact, you are drinking right now from a mug, uh, Derek J., that uh, Jason Osborne had created for the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2012. It was an exclusive mug that uh, was kind of an incentive to get people to sign up early for Porkfest at the the recent Liberty Forum that uh, that happened, so I presume that means you've signed up for the Liberty Forum or the uh, Porkfest. I haven't, but someone at the Keen Activity Center has you got it smuggled to you. Excellent. <laughs> uh, so, but I presume you're going to go to Porkfest. Absolutely, right? I'm making plans already to be at Porkfest for the full event. I cannot wait. Week? I am so excited. Awesome. Sakel CAI, Jason Osborne. If you need collections done, this guy can get it done, and he'll do it with respect. Him and his staff will do it with respect, so you can collect your money and. Keep your clients too. SACL CAI. See their banner right at the top of our banner column at freetalklive.com. Uh, so 855-450-FREE is the number here. Frequently we'll talk about some of the things that are going on locally because this isn't just a talk show. It's not just an open phones panel discussion about liberty or issues with a liberty perspective. It's also a show where the hosts get out there and do stuff. I mean, we're a lot of, a lot of talk show hosts, they just yak. Uh, but we'll actually get out there and... and in some cases, put our uh, freedom on the line to do activism sorts of things. And just yesterday, Derek, uh, you and I were arrested at the Superior Court here in Keene. And so it's also, to some extent, a bit of a reality show. And so we kind of relate some of our our personal experiences in, in doing this thing that we call liberty activism that we've moved here to New Hampshire to do right. uh, as part of the Free State Project, which we were just talking about a moment ago, which is a concept of bringing like-minded, liberty-oriented people all to the same place, the same physical geographic area. In this case, New Hampshire was the uh, the chosen place. And uh, and getting active and and what we found so far and it's really early still in the whole project. There are only a thousand people here as part of the Free State Project. Uh, we want to reach twenty thousand. What we found is that by concentrating activism makes a big difference when you've got people around to back you up. When you've got people around to help you out, help you out. I mean, it's it's a real community of uh, of people here. But the fact is, whenever you challenge the status quo, people are going to get upset. The people that support the status quo, for whatever reason, maybe they've just been uh, brainwashed into it. They just have believed their whole life that this is the best system in the world and that, you know, how dare you challenge it? Or maybe they work for the system or they have a husband or wife that works for the system or some close family member. Uh, so I think th- it can also be shocking to some people's psyche to have their own ideas challenged. Mm-hmm. You know, th- some things that they've never thought about uh, once people are questioning those or putting them into question then uh, folks get a little upset when they they just feel uncomfortable with uh, being presented with some new ideas that might sound a little scary. Not everyone's sure how total freedom would work. It's cognitive dissonance as well because you don't want to find out you were wrong. You don't want to have a, a belief system for your whole life and then all of a sudden just have all that shattered. I mean, that's, that's a hard thing for, for people to handle. So it's much easier to just build a big wall and try not to pay attention and or get angry at the person who is attempting to you know, suggest other ideas to you. Right. And so I had this lengthy conversation with a lady and her husband to a lesser extent. He was mostly just recording with his video camera and piping up from now and then. 
uh, on the streets of Keene and where she was basically accusing us of being rude and aggressive and uh, and that, that we were harassing the government employees. And she said that uh, that she was down at the Central Square, which is like the, the commons in the center of Keene, uh, that she was down there during the summertime when there were a number of people hanging out down there during the day. It was a bit of controversy this last mm-hmm. year. And she said that she was treated very rudely by people in our group. And I said, well, well, what do you mean by that, our group? I mean, were they – were you talking about the – you're talking about the juggalos, the, you know, the young gang of, uh, of teenagers that are probably in many cases less than friendly? Uh, or are you talking about people that are associated with Freekeen.com? And she said, oh, I'm sure they were, uh, they were you know, from Freekeen. I said, well, do you know who they were? You know, did you get any video footage of this? Because her husband was there with a video camera, so I figured there's a chance she might have, you know, gotten video footage right. of this. Maybe she's independent media or something. So, uh, or just you know, just get a cell phone, pull it out, record the people being rude. I right. said, look, if if that's somebody I know, I don't want to be associated uh, with somebody who's being rude like that. So I'd really like to know who it was. Maybe you could find, you know, figure out who it was and 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 let me know. I could have a talk with that person, or if necessary, disassociate from them if that turns out to be a true claim. Of course, based on her claims earlier, I, I question anything that, uh, that she says. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I don't think I was being unreasonable with this lady. No, and, Ask, asking to see, you know, who it may have been or uh, giving some names or some pictures or something. That's totally reasonable. Right. So she what she had a problem with that request. No, no, no. And that was toward the end of our conversation. She was okay. kind of walking away, and I was walking with her for a short bit just to say, look, hey, just let me know. If, if something like that happens, I'd, I'd, I'd be curious. I mean, I'm not in charge of people. I pointed out to her, what can I do if somebody decides they want to run down the street saying they're from, or walk down the street saying they're from Free Keen and, and insult people? I can't do anything about that. <laughs> I, right, I right, right. So she saw that and said, so, "Okay, well, maybe these people weren't from Freaking." I don't know. No, I don't. I wouldn't. Th- I wouldn't think she said. That she thought that. No, uh, she didn't really acknowledge much about that. I, I asked her. You know, when I was telling her this, I was like, "Well, what? What can I do? What can I do about that?" Right. She didn't have an answer for that. You can lead a knows, horse to water, right? Well, right, because she knows there's nothing I can do, right? So mm-hmm. uh, how do I know if they were really from Freaking? We've got all the bloggers shown there. If you go to Freaking.com, click on the bloggers page. You'll see who all of the bloggers are, so it's pretty easy to identify who's who. Right. So either they're a blogger at Free Keen, or they're not actually a you know of Free Keen. Because I I pointed out that anybody can uh, can comment at Free Keen, and her husband goes, "That's not true. You have to give up all kinds of personal information on that site." What? I said, "No, no, not at all. It's completely anonymous." And actually, on that one, she did correct him uh, on that point. So at least she was aware that uh, the comments are are anonymous at Free Keen. So it's just Gosh, all kinds these of people were making all kinds of claims yeah. that were just inaccurate. It, it was just incredible. It was an incredible conversation. I should have asked her. I, I thought of it too late. They'd already gone in their car, but I should have asked her. Hey, can you send me a link to the video when it gets put online? Because I'd really like. I'd really like to see it. I'd like to repost it uh, over at freekeen.com if it actually does make it online. Well, it's interesting to me to see the collective speak. I, mm-hmm. I was just talking about this when we were um, in jail. One of the corrections officers was talking to me as if I would know. You know, uh, something in the group that if someone in the group knows something, then I must know also, as if we, right. we just have this interconnected brain or something. We're the Borg. Right? Freaking Borg. We're all watching each other and, and learning all the same things at all the same time. No, uh, it's not like that. Uh, we're all individuals. Or I, I can speak for myself. I learn things, you know, on my own. And uh, there are no classes or anything. Where were, were you able to successfully correct his misconception? I think I was. Um, 
by just pointing out like, hey, you're an individual. So am I. Right. We each learn things at our own pace. And he right. was How could you bringing expect up, me to know these things? Right. He was bringing up something about retributive justice. I think he called it uh, over in Vermont. And it was just some law I'd never heard of. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how they do justice in Vermont. But he was saying, you know, you free keen people, you, you should really just go to Vermont because they have a much better jail system, a much better <laughs> judicial system. You know, that's yeah. funny. That's that's uh, that's another common one. I mean, it's not that common because I don't really run into really serious critics that want to speak out that often. But there was another time when we were on the streets and uh, doing more free, uh, more anti-Bearcat flyering where another guy was like, why don't you go to Massachusetts? It's a lot worse there. You know, you could uh, make a difference there. Why don't you go back to New York? Why don't you go to New York? Why aren't you in Brooklyn? Uh, this is an, a common viewpoint. Is it why would you pick New Hampshire? Why don't you go where a real challenge is? And I was like, well, wait a minute. There's plenty of things to do here. And I chose New Hampshire because it was the freest of all the different places. Why wouldn't I want to start from the best vantage point? That is so funny that you say that because uh, Gorecki, the man who put me in handcuffs yesterday. In yeah. Town. He um, said while I was in the cruiser, he said, well, what, I understand what you guys are doing here. You, you want to make it freer, but this isn't the place to do it. You should, you should really be in Africa. <laughs> <You're> serious. <laughs> One eight five five four fifty free eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Hey, we're here. We're freer. Get used to it. More coming up here, and more are coming. By the way, freestateproject.org. More on the way. You can take control at eight five five four fifty free. I can truthfully say that VerbalSurgery.com, best daggum podcast I've ever learned to change my neurology right now. Feeling good, feeling better about myself right now. VerbalSurgery.com gets inside of my brain, massages those sweet old brain lobes inside of my head. Feeling better right now. Even now I feel better and I want to go and listen to some VerbalSurgery.com right now. Go do it, baby. Feeling good. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you'll find there. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Derek J. Oh, and speaking of uh, the website, you can support the, sh- the site. Even though it's free to you, it you know, still costs us money to operate. So if you'd like to support Free Talk Live, one of the ways you can do that is by going to shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find links to Amazon there. And then when you click into uh, the Amazon link of your choice, depending on which country you live in, uh, then... You will be able to shop and Free Talk Live will get a portion of your purchase. It's that simple. So go to, uh, again, shop.freetalklive.com. That's shop.freetalklive.com. I grabbed something there uh, last night that I'm, I'm interested in trying. I don't know if, how it's going to work, but I, it got good reviews. I was reading an article about the people. There's this newsletter I, I get, uh, like an industry newsletter for people in the talk radio business, and it, it kind of they have these little stories, these little anecdotal stories from what uh, people's experiences have been in the talk radio world. And there's the themes change. So one of them, uh, the theme like this week has been people spilling drinks in a studio, which is usually <laughs> a really bad thing. And so like guys are putting their drinks right 
over by where the board is, and they're telling their stories about what happens when they spill their drinks. And, and this one guy said he's got this uh, cup that is like completely unspillable. And I'm like, wow, that sounds pretty cool. So I went, and of course, I checked Amazon, and sure enough, they had it there. And uh, and it's like called the Contigo Auto Stop or something. What like does that. it roll or something? And no, like, it's just have got some like some fancy gyroscope in it. Or? It has some kind of fancy lid where there's like it's impossible for this thing to uh, to leak. Like you can't, you can. How do you this drink from it? If you, it press it, you press like a button or something, and it like oh. unseals, and then you can drink. So well, I'll let you know how it works out. But I got it at Amazon, and I went through shop.freetalklive.com and got a better price. Than than I could get going through the manufacturer's website. So it's pretty cool. Shop.freetalklive.com is a good way to get the stuff you want and help Free Talk Live all at the same time. So I encountered today uh, one of the, I don't know if I want to call them uh, haters. That seems like a, a not-so-nice term. Uh, but one of the critics, the, oh, yeah. one of the severe critics of, uh, of Free Keen. Somebody who is very, very opinionated about some of the things that uh, that we have been doing here <laughs> those of us behind free keen and she had all kinds of uh conspiracy theories about people being rude from free keen she was sure they were from free keen but when i asked her who it was she couldn't identify the person even though you know we're all on the website we're out there if you're going to blog at free keen you have to have your picture on the website uh so you know i want people that are there to be out about who they are um of course the first critique is going to be well you're not using your real name well wait a minute it's my real name because i chose it for myself and you chose yours. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it's, it's not like we're hiding. We've got our pictures there. People right. know who we are. I'm not, she recognized me. Right. Not hiding. And plus, I think we've both put legal documents up online, too. So it's not like we're hiding our last names either. Um, That's true. Know. Yeah, it's, no, it's not a secret for anyone that wants to uh, wants right. to find out. But that's not the name. I, I don't go by the name that my parents gave me. I chose as an adult to have a different name. And you can do those things as an adult. You can choose a different name. You don't have to have the, the same name for your whole life. Uh, so anyway. Well, we, a lot of cultures change their names, sure. too. I mean, I think this is one of the only cultures where it's not common to you know pick a new name for yourself. I know a lot of religious uh, people will choose new names when they get confirmed or when they go through, I don't know, whatever religious ceremonies people go through. They always like choose some, you know, the... the Christian protector name or whatever they they go through. Right, it's a it's a new stage in their life. Uh, they've accomplished something else. Or in my case, I you know I chose that I, I felt like I wanted a name that would be more representative of who I am rather than just the name that I happen to be born into. So um, so I was on the streets and doing uh, thanks but no tanks outreach and had this lengthy conversation with a lady who had all kinds of just wild claims that didn't make any sense. You know, that, that we had come to the courthouse that day to record people that were trying to go to uh, get counseling for being abused. No, no, I don't just record random people on the street. I don't target people who have been victims of crimes. I mean, even when I'm in court, uh, even when we go to court and we bring a video camera into the courtroom, I make a point of not recording other people's trials because, you know, they may not want me to. Right. And I, I try to be respectful of other human beings that are on the same level as me. But if somebody wants to present themselves as a government so-called authority or a government so-called public servant. Right. They're public servants. Right. I mean, I, I'm not interested in going out and victimizing people with my camera either or filming victims. You know, but there are people who do victimize people and they do it out in plain sight so i want to be there with my video camera you mean the sheriffs yes i I mean the people who wear badges and guns uh these people are victimizing peaceful people and i want to show that so the only way to do it that i know of is to have a video camera so i i'm interested in highlighting those abuses because i think people don't know that 
the men with guns and badges do hurt peaceful people pretty regularly. So I, I want people to know that, and I'm I'm not you know afraid to film them. Right, and you know the, she just doesn't like how we how we go about doing things, and there's nothing I can really do about that uh, except I you know correct misconceptions. Right, that's what I was trying to do. Well, well, hold on, you know I'm not the person who yelled at you. If you got yelled at in the park, that wasn't me. You know they're not following my instructions. I don't even know who you're talking about. <laughs> you must and, yell at everyone in the park. Right, and you can't identify who it was, so I can't. So I've got nothing else to do. Right, like if you can't tell me who it was that was allegedly yelling at you that i can't do anything further i can't you know investigate i can't ask this person a question i can't talk to them i can't you know ostracize them there's nothing else right. i can do it's just a rumor basically right. at that point just- um and you know if you don't like the way i record government bureaucrats well i'm sorry that's just the only thing i can do to try to hold these people accountable and clearly they don't like it either that's why you and i've been banned from the courthouse building because we were trying to hold them accountable and they don't like our methods of doing those things. They don't like the fact that we're independent press uh, and that we're not as subservient as the mainstream media. Well, that yeah, that's a big point, too. I think th- that the sheriffs and the uh, other police officers do go after people with cameras more than anyone else, um, you know, who may be violating a trespass order. Because I know there were some other people who were with us yesterday who were also... Yeah, I guess by the same definition uh, that I was charged, we're also violating that no trespass order. Really? But they weren't gone after. Yes, uh, okay, I, I don't want to name wanna, names. No, I don't right. want to name names or anything. Interesting. But yes, so I was uh, attacked. I think because I had a camera. Yeah, and. That's what I think is so important when people say like, oh, you know, not everything's so wrong with the world. You're just you're just filming these ag- aggressive people. You're just harassing them. Well, no, the mainstream media is not interested in pushing the envelope with government officials because they know they'll get their licenses revoked or they'll end up in jail. It'll be a bad scene for them. But it, I, I think I find courage and encouragement in independent media, more people having cell phones that can take video, more people who can afford uh, video cameras, and they're using them, uh, you know, out on the streets when they're filming public officials. That's encouraging because the mainstream media isn't covering how abusive these men with guns and badges can be. So thank goodness independent media is stepping up to do it. I have, I put this, uh, you know, I put out there the abuses of these uh, court bureaucrats, the abuses of these uh, sheriffs against members of the press i've put it out there to my press release list which has about 50 people on it that are you know of the local mainstream media and even mainstream medias across new hampshire in the region even to boston no one has ever bitten back no one has ever called back no one has ever inquired i've never had a bite on these stories they just don't care right and this isn't an isolated situation it's not just here in Keene, and it's not the people in no Keene try, who try are walking the into your courthouse this. with a video camera and see what happens and i hope that you do you listening Please put your videos up online because I know there are more videos coming up every day about these police abuses. If you just search YouTube or or Google it, you'll find over a million hits. So I, I think that people really do uh, need to take the lead on being independent media. Absolutely. If you're upset with what the mainstream media is covering and not covering, well, you have why to don't the you? Alternative. Yes, why, why don't you take the initiative and start filming those things and covering those stories? Well, I would guess the reason why not is because it's scary. It's scary. Well, it, it can be right. if you don't have support. Exactly. But, you know, get connected with other people who are doing the same thing. And get that, to New that'll Hampshire. Be, join, right. join the Free State Project. <laughs> Come up here. We need the backup. I mean, Ademo uh, Freeman from copblock.org was talking to me today about getting 50 people to go into that courthouse with cameras and then seeing what they do. 
Uh, you know, because that jail can only hold 220 people, and 50 people is probably going to take it to capacity. Normally, it runs at like 180, 190, 200 people. Mm-hmm. So, if you had 50 arrests, which of course would be very impossible, it will near impossible for them to even affect in the first place. Uh, but if you actually, if they actually did arrest 50 people, they wouldn't be able to hold them all at the jail. It, it just wouldn't be possible. And eventually, you know, they would have to change the way they do things. But as I said to him, you know, we're just not there yet. We don't have enough people who are willing to take those sorts of risks. Even though when you've got 50 people, the risks are mitigated to some extent. Well, yeah, having larger numbers would definitely help the scene. Although there were a lot of people at the courthouse yesterday. I we was had, surprised what, to what, eight, see the aggression. Eight or nine? Yeah. Something like that? Right, which is more than normal. Um, oh, but yeah, it's, it's great. It's growing. It is, and, and it, but it needs to grow and have more people get involved. And so freestateproject.org is where you can go to learn more about getting to New Hampshire, joining together with other like-minded, liberty-oriented people. There's more coming up here at 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Hour number two is on the way. Coming up, a church ordered to stop giving away water. Fallen Angel Toys is a tasteful company for adult desires and fetish fantasy. Thousands of items. Vibrators, literature, blindfolds, lubes, and more. Great for bachelorette parties or serious lifestylers. We're a family-owned business with new specials every week. Discreet packaging and shipping and safe, secure checkout through PayPal. Use code FDL at checkout for 25% off your first time. No minimum purchase required. That's FallenAngelToys.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll-free number, 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We have a lot of features on our site, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. You can go and participate there. You don't have to pay a dime for it. You can actually create the content of the website uh, again, freetalklive.com. You submit show prep, meaning you find stories online or a news article, a blog post, maybe a video that you think is interesting. You submit it as show prep, and then other listeners will get to vote on it, whether they like or dislike the most liked, making it to the front page and the top of the site over at freetalklive.com. So 855-450-FREE, there's a story coming up about a church that has been told to stop giving out water to people. We're going to talk about that in a moment here. But uh, since you weren't here last night, Derek J., and last night to some extent we did discuss what went on at the Superior Court building here in Keene yesterday, the video of which has been posted over at freekeen.com. For those of you that haven't seen it yet, it's where Derek J., myself, as well as Kelly Voluntarist, were all arrested uh, for trespassing, so-called, at this allegedly public property from which we've been ostensibly banned for for life and i was there on official business i uh, had to go to or I, I wanted to go to court i guess you know i didn't have a court date but i i had gotten a notice in the mail of, of a rejected motion that i'd put in at probate court and i wanted to go and put another motion and i wanted to go and file some paperwork at the at the court and i attempted to uh, contact the court's uh, security, the, the sheriff's department, uh, the sheriff himself insisted that I have to contact him prior to going to this uh, this place. Beg his permission to right. enter. But it wasn't my intention to beg. I was simply going to inform him of my intentions to uh, to go. And right, uh, But he wants you to beg. That's the idea, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be enough. It's enough of an embarrassment that I'm even calling or even trying to contact him in the first place to go to a place that's 
supposedly public property. Uh, but he refused to call me back, refused to get in touch with me. So what am I supposed to do? So that was basically my argument. But that argument didn't keep me out of handcuffs and spending hours in uh, in a jail cell. And then you didn't even go in the courthouse. You were outside the entire time. But yet they came outside and ran after you in an attempt to uh, to put you in handcuffs. That's right. And as the video shows, I was outside the entire time. Check anyone's tape. Um, and about your comment earlier that uh, this place is similar to a reality show. I mean, this is even more like a reality show than a reality show is. The This stuff that happens is so absurd, you know, people wouldn't believe it if we, if we put it out as like, oh yeah, sure. If we were just claiming it without the video, yeah, they right. wouldn't believe it. No way. Uh, and if it were a, a story on TV, people would just say, this is just a joke. No, this could never happen. Uh, but yeah, I was arrested yesterday. It was around 9 a.m. with uh, the rest of folks. And I was outside uh, trying to keep you guys safe uh, because I knew that I wanted to be the safety shot. I didn't want to didn't be want to go trespassing. In the yeah, I, right. I didn't want to violate this order. I know that I have uh, bail conditions and I didn't want to put my bail in jeopardy of like you know right. losing some money. So... I, st- I stayed outside, but there was a gentleman who was dressed in a very similar way to me, uh, who was wearing a gray fedora, aviator sunglasses, and a gray jacket. <laughs> and he had a video camera, and he went inside the court. Mm. Now, there was a lot of mayhem going on uh, while you folks were inside, so it's it, it seems possible to me that these sheriffs just saw him out of the corner of his eye. And thought that it was that me, that was I you. had b- gone inside. Right. Um, so he came outside um, while you guys were being arrested. And so I, I stayed out and kept recording. And then two sheriff's deputies come out charging at me, yeah. saying, you know, Derek, come here, come here, stop. Right. But they never said, you are under arrest, you are being detained. They never said anything like no. that. So I'm backing up. I'm just like, hey, I'm just going to get lost because I don't want to be anywhere near these guys. And They're so scary, I, man. Yeah. They've got a cage waiting for you. Exactly. So I, I knew what was on their mind. They're chasing after me. So I ran. Uh, just, I was like, whoa, I, I don't want anything to have to do with these guys. They haven't said I'm under arrest, so I am under the impression I am free to go. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately... Uh, though they weren't able to catch me the first time, they went back inside. There were some sheriffs waiting for me at my car. So when I tried to leave, that's where I was arrested. And uh, that's, that is pretty much the gist of the story. But I am insisting tomorrow when I'll be calling them. And, of course, all this video is up on uh, com. You mm-hmm. can check all of that. And also you can see the video where the sheriffs who... Give us the order, the no trespass order, um, right. Ian and I, and some others who are with us. They say that we, we have to be on the sidewalk. And so there's no question I was definitely on the sidewalk at at the time um, right. when I was filming. And uh, yeah, at the time when they came after me to, to come arrest me. So yeah, I, I went and spent uh, about five hours in, in the jail uh, for a non-crime which hurt no one. Um, just filming a building you were outside. For at least maybe six, maybe six hours. I mean, we we got arrested around nine, like you said, right? Or and a then little we before got, nine. Got out at about four ish. Right. So yeah, a full, that... a full work day basically. We we both you know blew on this. They 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 blew our work day. We didn't get anything productive done that day. Right, but there's no question. I never went inside the building. The only thing I can imagine is their reasoning for the trespasses that they mistakenly thought that uh, this other gentleman who was dressed similar to me was me. Uh, but 
they'll have to check the tape. So I'll be calling tomorrow to demand an apology for my wrongful arrest and also to ask for my initial bail back as an apology to say, you know, (laughs) sorry about putting you in a cage for six hours. Uh, You know, whoops. You know, I'm interested I, I, to hear how that phone conversation goes. Right, because at any time they could say, well, you were arrested again. That's a violation of bail. And they could just yank just that yank money. So just I, take that two grand. I'll be demanding it back and I'll be demanding that they check the tape and uh, the prosecutor himself check it and see that he has no case, that I never went inside, never violated the no trespass order. Now, are you banned from the uh, the site entirely now? Because when I was uh, arraigned, Part of my bail conditions, because I'm out on bail now too, uh, part of my bail conditions were that I can't go back even if I have permission to go. So, like, I can't even call the sheriff now and ask for permission to go to the courthouse. You're never I allowed I cannot back. go back while I'm on bail. I cannot go back at all to that court unless I have a court hearing scheduled. Yeah, that's not a public place in my book. That I mean, how, how did can... they do that to you? Did they give you that same provision? I'm not under the impression that I was okay. uh, banned permanently from that establishment. Of course, I have an upcoming trial there uh which right. is well if you be... have a trial you can go is what he told me but if if there's no hearing then there's no way i can go he so said that's... if you if you want to put in a motion if you want to put in paperwork you have to do it by mail and i said well i i like to go and drop them off so i have record that they've been delivered because if i just send it in the mail then how am i to know they're going to receive it well how is that not an obvious ban of the first amendment just saying right? like you don't have the freedom to act as the free press yeah you you are not allowed to come inside and and film what goes on it's absurd I'm not even allowed to come inside and do business i can't even go and drop off a motion i can't even i can't do anything and and how do they expect people to respect government officials when these are the types of restrictions they're putting on allegedly free people you'll, you'll be you'll respect them at the point of a gun is what they expect well that's the yeah. only way that i that's the only respect i have for them in that they're they're going to hurt me if i don't do what they say given uh brad jardis's recent motion uh where he uh i, I guess the language was something to the effect of uh we do not wish to be compelled uh, by f- f- use of violence to uh, give or show respect to the court. And the court threw that out, said, no, we will use violence to, to coerce you to respect us. So, yeah, they they just do this right out in the open. They're not even hiding it. It's it's absurd. I don't I don't know how anyone could respect them. So are there anything else? Is there any other points you want to make about what happened yesterday? Anything else you want to share? No, the important part is that I, I feel like it was a totally wrongful arrest. I was oh, in yeah. the right the whole time. And if anyone just checks the tape, they'll be able to see that. And so I'm, I'm hoping to get any sort of justice. I, I, of course, don't know what I'm doing. So if any of you are out there, you know, or if you're folks who are um, practiced in legal land, you know, I'm open. I'm all ears. So I want to hear what sort of uh, action I could take uh, from the prosecuting route because I, I'm, you know, I'm interested in doing that. I realize some people aren't. Um, they've passed the point where they want to use the state against the state, but I'm still there. So I'm all ears. I want to hear how I can try prosecute these people yeah. for wrongfully putting me in a cage. I'm willing to try any sort of path that can somehow restore some semblance of sanity, uh, if there ever was one. Maybe there's just never been any. It's just we're the first people to really challenge it in any significant fashion, and uh, we're just seeing what happens when you challenge these people. Charged for up to three years. For that's standing on a sidewalk. At. Yeah, that's what you're looking at. 855-450-FREE. Uh, 1-855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves. Coming up, apparently giving water away is also illegal in Louisiana. Yep. We'll come back and tell you more about it. This is Free Talk. 
I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can join us over at freetalklive.com, where we give you a lot of uh, the features for free, and some of those features include news updates. You can get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live, you get it via email, Facebook, Twitter, whichever method works best for you. Go to news.freetalklive.com to get signed up there. That's news.freetalklive.com. Now, what if you found out the best liberty activists from around the world were all moving to the same place in order to achieve liberty in their lifetimes? Would you want to join them? Well, it's happening, and you can be a part of it. That's what I did. Uh, Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. So, Derek J., tell me about what's going on in Louisiana, where there's apparently a crackdown against a church that's been giving out free water? That's right. (laughs) It's no longer legal to give away water. Uh, we got to put a stop to this. This is madness. <laughs> too dangerous. Uh, at least in Louisiana, uh, that is the case. This story People could from... drink too much. I mean, there's water poisoning. Uh, it's possible to die from drinking well, too much Well, those are water. some real concerns that uh, were not brought up by the sheriff's department over mm. in Louisiana. Right. So this story comes from Fox News Radio, and the title is that the church is ordered to stop giving away free water. So... The gist is that Hope Church in Materi, Louisiana, is catching flack from agents of the state who claim that they have violated the law by giving away free water to thirsty people, and they must stop or face penalties. So they're giving away water and coffee during Mardi Gras. That's the, uh-huh. that's the deal. So people are out on Mardi Gras. They're probably drinking too much. Right. They're dehydrated. And so this, this is church a good is, thing to do. Right. This church is being a good Samaritan by offering water to people who are thirsty. Some cases may not even know they're, they're thirsty or dehydrated. It would so. be a nice thing to give people water any old day of the week, but especially to a crew of drunken uh, people that, as you say, you know, <laughs> they may be very dehydrated from having drink, uh, drank too much. And it's hot in Louisiana. Right. You can forget. You could easily overheat. You could uh, pass out. Uh, these people are probably saving lives. Right. I would think the same thing, but uh, the sheriff's department down there would disagree with mm. us. Um, so... The government says, or the agents of the state, I suppose, say that they need to pay sales tax and get permits to oh, hand God. this out. So the uh, the pay sales tax on free water. Exactly. I, I I don't get it. I don't. I really don't get it. How could they? file this stuff what do they just like want them to fill out papers that are all zeros i mean they're they're just giving this stuff away so they the church apologized or one of the pastors apologized he said he didn't know the rules so pathetic i'm sorry so the would jesus have apologized for (laughs) you know doing what he did I mean, that's a great question. Who who really knows? But the government's rules are not God's rules. That's for sure. Because in the good book, I think that it says that you're supposed to treat your neighbor like yourself. And, you know, if, if you're... Uh, 
if I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink, and if I, you know, was naked, you gave me something to wear, right. and all, all those. So this is clearly, uh, you know, a separation of God's rules and government rules. So it's interesting for me to see that this church is like, oh, I'm sorry, they're just siding with, wow. with uh, the government rules. So isn't that it's interesting pathetic. that they're putting government on a higher pedestal yep. than their God? Than a godly mission. I mean, this is a good... This is a good thing they were doing, and and what's going to happen to them if they don't? I mean, they're a church. They have to collect sales tax? What? I've never heard of anything like this. Wouldn't the sales tax have been collected at the point of sale of the bottled water? You would think, but now they're selling them for nothing, and so they have to fill out some paperwork for that. I, I don't get it. Um, so this is what baffles me about religious people who still respect the government. Of course, I here in New Hampshire know a lot of uh, religious people who see God's law as higher than government law, mm-hmm. and so that makes sense to me. Well, right. I mean, I think you know whether you believe in God or not. Some people believe that God created man, and then some men created government. So <laughs> right. you know, government is not even higher than man because it's just an idea created by some men. Um, and people are really backwards in how they think about these things. They think it's the reverse. Right. And and yet these people who believe in government and God have to live under two completely different sets of laws. You know, so mm-hmm. there's a weird cognitive dissonance that's that's happening right there. Um, so this is from the uh, Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office. They're the ones who brought down Jefferson the gauntlet. Parish. That name sounds familiar. I believe Jefferson Parish was one of the police departments involved in the sh- – I think it was back in 2005 after Hurricane Katrina when they, the people were trying to escape from New Orleans basically. Uh. Uh, and there were some people that were trying to cross a bridge and I believe that bridge was going to take them into Jefferson Parish. I may be misremembering. Please correct me if I'm wrong at 855-450-FREE. Uh, but that uh, you know that these these cops essentially were shooting to keep this oh, crowd away. No, yeah. They, wow, I don't mean to laugh because that is a very serious uh, incident. But if but it's the I'll, same place, I'll then be it, checking on that. You know, these people break. are out of control. But uh, Tipton, who is the pastor at uh, Hope Church there in Louisiana, says that volunteers from his church were handing out free coffee and free bottles of water at two locations at a Mardi Gras parade route. When they were stopped by the Jefferson Parish officials and the church volunteers were cited for failing to secure an occupational license and for failure to register for a sales tax. Well, welcome to the great American gulag where you need an occupational license to hand out water on the street. If they're doing a bake sale, are they going to need a license for that, too? Oh, you're darn right. So uh, it, it. This is a quote here uh, from the pastor. It kind of threw me for a loop because they weren't in uniform, he said. But once they pulled out the ticket, I was convinced. So he he sees the uh, threat of the gun being pointed right at him in the form of this, you know, a, probably a pink piece of paper. Um, but he, he continues, this is a perfect example of uh, why so many people have a problem with big government. Excuse me, that, that wasn't him. That was uh, a man from the Family Research Center. Gotcha. You know, one, one of these uh, conservative groups is not too friendly toward gays, but that doesn't seem to be the incident here. Right. Um, the idea that a church needs a permit to hand out water to thirsty people is unfortunate. It's just just unfortunate. I mean, it's unconscionable. Well, right. And this is just the attitude of these beaten down people who are just so obedient. They've been so effectively, you know, made into docile, 
human beings. Right, that, he apologized. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you, know, you got me. I didn't know the rules. I'll be a good boy. Because, like Jesus, if you look at uh, you know some of the stories involving what he did, I mean, he was somebody who stood up to these so-called authorities. He right. He kowtowed like that. No, he wouldn't have apologized for helping out his fellow man. That right. is for sure. And I didn't know the guy, but I know from the stories I hear. You did grow up in a church. Yeah, you did I did. grow up in a church. I did. And, uh, you know, I went to a Christian church when I was growing up, went to a Christian camp as well. So I've got a little bit of, uh, of experience around this. And I thought that a Christian meant that you were trying to emulate Jesus, like that you, you know, you look to Jesus as uh, sort of the, you know, the ideal. Right. And That's what I want to be. Right. And so you want to be as like him as possible. It seems to me like they didn't even try in this case. <laughs> like the, the government came, came around and issued them a threat and they just buckled immediately. Like well, it, you can't be Jesus in theory, right? Because he, you know, from the Christian perspective, well, you, you can never quite reach that plateau, but you should strive for it. Few um, of us can walk on water. Yeah, so you should strive to uh, to emulate him. But in this case, uh, I don't think there was any striving that went on. It was just immediate. Okay, I'll do what you say. Eight five five four fifty three. More coming up on uh, this story. Also, your thoughts as well. And I was right about the bridge thing. I'll tell you more about the bridge in Jefferson Parish. Uh, what happened there in a moment? This is Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. All you have to do is dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you would like. 855-450-FREE is the number. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Uh, by the way, the website features include the Shrine of Female listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of this program. That is shrine.freetalklive.com. You can get details if you are a lady listener as to how to become part of the Shrine there at, uh, once again, shrine.freetalklive.com. And if you're looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear, go to manventureoutpost.com. They carry knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. Manventureoutpost.com, family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. Some prices are so low, we can't talk about them on the air. So go and see for yourself and get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL, like Free Talk Live, coupon code FTL, to save 5% over at manventureoutpost.com. Get it quick and get it from manventureoutpost.com. So, uh, Derek J., you're sharing with us a pretty outrageous story out of uh, Jefferson Parish, Louisiana. We'll tell you more about Jefferson Parish here and what happened back during Hurricane Katrina in a moment. But uh, right now, the story is that a church was giving out bottled water 
Right. Like, was it bottled water? It was. Okay, it bottled. was bottled and it had their their name on it. They had uh, put new labels on with oh, their neat. website. Made it all Smart. cute. And, yeah, they're advertising their site. Yeah, they're so advertising good. their church. They want people right. to come in and do church things with them. Right. So, uh, so, you know, for the goodwill of the community, they're giving out bottled water to drunken people at the uh, the Mardi Gras or to whoever wanted it. But the idea is, you know, people are drunk. It's hot. They're outside. Uh, they, you know, are dehydrated. Let's give them some water. Let's keep people alive. This is certainly... A, you know, a godly mission. That's what they're doing. And then the sheriff's department comes along and says, well, it looks like you're going to need a permit here, folks. Uh, you, you haven't paid your sales taxes. You're going to need to fill out some forms, get permission. Well, and, God didn't tell us about that. Yeah, that wasn't part of the program. But uh, so they backed down, like right immediately, apologized pathetically and just gave up. Can I, I can hardly believe it, because if they are taking on this mission, I'm not a religious person anymore, but putting myself in uh, my shoes from years ago, if I were on this mission, I might think that it were coming from God, right? So, And it's not a stretch of the imagination to think that maybe the pastor thought this was a mission from God to help keep people alive. Right. And yet, a mission from God is not... <laughs> is not enough to supersede the the will of the government. So uh, it continues here. Um, wow. This is this is from Klukowski, the the man who is from the Family Research Center. He says it's hard to believe that the government would get in the way of citizens helping each other out, especially a church which is doing its duty to be good Samaritans to help those in need. Pastor Tipton said he sent an email to the city leaders explaining that they were just trying to show their love. For the city and to serve the city. And he even offered in an email to provide volunteers to clean up trash or even clean portable toilets. I mean, think think about this. He he really wants to help the city. And they still want to uh, put these restrictions on him. However, city leaders did not respond. uh, And Tipton said he was given (laughs) the runaround. And told to go through three different department heads. Ah, it's not my responsibility. You uh, need to talk to so-and-so over in the Assutter Department. That's exactly. how they always do it. Oh, you got to go... Got to go over to the uh, sales tax department, and yeah, so that's right. That's after what they you jump asking. through enough phone, uh, you know, if, after you, if you manage to get these people on the phone, because sometimes that alone is difficult. If you manage to get one of them on the phone, the answer is usually, I don't know. Uh, you should probably talk to somebody over in this department. Then you call that person. They tell you to go to another department. And then you know, you end up if, at some point you end up in someone's voicemail because uh, <laughs> you know, more often than not, these people aren't even going to talk to you at all. Uh, and if so, if you finally do end up in someone's voicemail. You leave a message and then you never hear back from them. And it's just like you are in voicemail hell in this black hole and there's nothing going to – they didn't respond to him at all, you're saying? Well, no, they they didn't respond initially. They eventually told him that he had to go to three different department heads. Mm. So I guess he had to get a lot of people's permission to hand out this water. That's how it always is when you ask permission. It's always just one hoop and then another hoop and then another hoop. Well, the uh, the pastor did end with a really nice statement, I thought. He said, uh, the idea that you need an additional level of bureaucracy stopping a church from showing kindness to members of the community is a perfect example of a waste of taxpayer money and resources. So that's great. At least he sees that there's something wrong right. with the situation. It's not going to stop him from, you know, being a good person and disobeying a bad law. But he sees that it's it's wrong. 
Sure. So I mean, that's a, lot a of people, step in the right direction. I agree. It is a step in the right direction. But a lot of people know what the government does is wrong. I mean, there's no secret. I mean, there's all kinds of stories in the paper, in newspapers and on television about people being aggressed against by the state. Clear cut stories where it's obvious that the people calling themselves the state are wrong. You know, whether it's them picking on uh, the church for giving out water or picking on little girl for running a lemonade stand or, you know, whatever. Just just the most blatant, obvious, aggressive, you know, terrible stories that, uh, that make the state look bad. It never encourages – it very rarely – I won't say never. It very rarely encourages these people to actually make a stand and actually do what's right. Well, so ultimately, if people are just upset, what good does it do? If people, if people rightfully place the blame on the state, what good does it do? Because if people aren't willing to change their behavior – then nothing ultimately will get – nothing will get better. It'll just keep getting worse because they'll just keep coming up with new rules. Well, I, I think that at least part of it is seeing the problem. I think that I that's, agree. that is a huge part of it. And if um, stories like these keep coming out, then maybe the pastor is not willing to disobey, but there are going to be some other people who are outraged by this who may be encouraged to go to the same town and give out water. You know, one never knows. Um, what sort of civil disobedience this might incite. So yeah, I, I I'm encouraged by stories like these. At least they can point out who's in the wrong here. They didn't say, oh, gosh, I I didn't realize I was doing something bad. You, you know? make a great point that this might encourage someone else to do it. So it would be cool to see liberty activists step up. Maybe uh, Mardi Gras, I don't know what time, when it ends. It's multiple days, right? Right. Uh, so maybe next year for Mardi Gras or whatever the next uh, drunken event uh, people might need water for, maybe like a you know race or something like that, a marathon. Uh, whatever next the, the next opportunity is to give out water to thirsty people, go out there and do it and then you know not get the permit and see what happens. Well, one knows uh, what might happen because we've seen civil disobedience like that taking place in Orlando, uh, mm-hmm. where it didn't go over so well for the folks uh, engaging in the civil disobedience. Well, they ended up getting arrested, but didn't they drop the charges? Oh, okay. In that well, case? I mean, getting arrested is never a good thing. No, it sucks. <laughs> so it's it wastes your time. I'm not going to say that's a one hundred percent success, but it it is encouraging to see that there are people who are uh, willing to take those risks. Uh, but to, the story to becomes do something good. For the story others. becomes much more powerful when you do get arrested, though. Like people arrested for giving out water in the public park. I mean, th- these are powerful headlines. So to some extent, an arrest can have a benefit if it's covered. Like our arrests yesterday aren't going to be covered anywhere no. uh, except for Carlos Miller's blog, which actually is pretty decent coverage. But that's just because he happened to be there and he's friends, you know, friendly with us, and we like Carlos Miller and he likes us, etc. But the average mainstream media person is not going to report on those things. So. That's that's always well. I have a feeling if the church were to civilly disobey, then they would definitely make the news. I would hope uh, so. I would think that would do a lot more for their church um, population than right. bottles of water. You know, they're handing out what like five hundred bottles of water. Right. Well, big whoop compared to a news story saying, "Yeah, these people believe so wholeheartedly in the the goodwill of uh, helping their neighbor that they're willing to get arrested for it." And there are, there have been stories of people getting arrested recently from churches with like the group who was out in front of the White House who was kneeling in prayer and ended up getting arrested just yeah. last week. So there are churches who are willing to make that sort of stand and Thank say, "Look, God's law is not." government law and i'm going to follow what's on my heart the highest law for them yeah i I, you know i I hope we see more of that happening and when it does happen it's great i mean imagine like somebody who's a pastor being being arrested and how powerful that image would be for for somebody who's into that particular movement 
That would be a big deal. And it could be a big inspiration if somebody like that would take that step. That's really going to ignite the flame in a lot of people's hearts, I'll bet. All right, toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. More about Jefferson Parish. That's where this all went down in Louisiana, because I mentioned that uh, something happened there after Hurricane Katrina involving a bridge and some hungry and thirsty people that were trying to cross it. We'll tell you exactly what happened uh, a little bit more here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number. You can take control of the airwaves as well. Bring up anything. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Toll-free number here for you, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733, and this is Free Talk Live, meaning you're free to call in and talk about, well, pretty much anything you want. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Derek J. Derek J. joining us courtesy of his blog site, livefreeordance.com. Also, free agents, fr33agents.com. Uh, what is free agents, and, and why should our listeners get involved? Uh, well, free agents is a network of people who are interested in activism, uh, most likely. They are voluntarist types. It's uh, really just a group of individuals across the globe uh, united by their desire to promote liberty through activism, information technology, voluntary cooperation. But we oppose coercion in all its forms. So, you know, unlike the contemporary left, we don't seek government as the solution to social problems. We see the market as a beautiful and uh, indispensable institution, which demands to be set free. Uh, Unlike the contemporary right, we're not apologists for coercive actions of corporatist firms. We oppose nationalism, war, the use of force to advance one's own conception of morality. And our, our membership includes many market and individualist anarchists, left libertarians, agorists, minarchists, and also classical liberals. And Many of us reject electoral politics altogether, choose to advance liberty through civil disobedience uh, like you, and peaceful cooperation. Hey, I'm running for school board. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> right. That's a good point. Um, but you're just not following the dictates of the state. Um, you know, others fight for liberty in the political sphere. As you mentioned, uh, you're running for public office. Um, I, I think that's a public office that you're running it for. Is. Okay, great. And uh, advocating for change in government policy. But uh, we recognize that the road to a free society is not clearly marked. And so right. we're looking for input from other people, uh, you know, as diversity is a virtue. Well, what I think is most interesting about FR33Agents.com is that uh, people can go and encourage other activism. Like maybe you've got some money, but you don't have the time or you don't want to take the risk of perhaps doing like what we did yesterday, putting ourselves in a bit of a risky situation uh, for you know, the ideas of freedom. 
you maybe you like some of the things that you see uh, activists doing, but you just, you know, you got your family, you can't really quite take those risks, but you've got some cash, you want to help encourage that sort of activism. FR33agents.com can help you do that, can help you connect with the people that can actually engage in the things that are exciting to you uh, and give them the incentives that uh, that would help encourage them to do the things that are exciting to you. You've got a whole system that's built around doing those sorts Precisely. of things. There's something called achievement points, which members receive when they verify that they have done some sort of uh, activism that's posted on the site. So, for example, uh, there's um, setting up a community radio station and there's um, doing I'm a still waiting for, that first, for the first person to do that. Yeah. Grow a pair out there, guys. Uh, some, someone who needs to start a community radio station. Um, you know, there's a benefit in it there for you as you'd be able to afford a, you know, a shirt on the site and you'd also be able to get some other cool things as well. Some, right. You get gear. You get like buttons and shirts. You guys just right. got the shirts in, by the way, and they look sharp for right. FR33 Agents shirts. Yeah, we have FR33 Agents shirts. We also have thanksbutnotanks.com shirts now that just came I in. I saw one of them in, uh, while we were downtown today. They, they are beautiful and a really great uh, print job on them. Uh, the logo looks great. But uh, anyway, people can do things like uh, set up a lemonade stand and do it without permission from the state. You get rewarded uh, with points. And then you can use those points at the website store to get gear, things that you may need to do more activism. Like uh, if you hand out literature, you might like a shirt that uh, represents some of that literature. You may need a camera. If you don't have one already, it's really important to be carrying a camera. It's 2012 and... Everyone knows that cops often lie on the stand. So if you're having interactions with police, please have a camera with you. We want to make sure that folks are equipped to uh, build this free society that, you know, uh, individuals can envision. So fr33agents.com go and get involved there 855-450-FREE is the uh, toll-free number and by the way uh, you've been busily producing news segments on a daily basis for for free agents which I think are just absolutely fantastic and I'm glad that you're doing it thank goodness you're not in jail right now because uh, I don't know if anyone can really pick up that ball and run with it maybe it would be a good thing to have that in the future where someone else could uh, could take over in your absence that's but, right it's only been going for a month now so the structure is not a whole all, month? Wow. yeah so the structure is not all there yet for me say being in jail so um that's that's why the, you know there was a one day gap yesterday unfortunately right. uh i was in a cage so it I takes time to put to, these things together right I mean, it's a big big dedication that you've done here and and people can go to fr33agents.com click the radio tab to find those right that's absolutely correct all right 855-450 free that's the toll-free number you know i said we were going to tell you about this uh, jefferson parish crew uh, the police department there, the sheriffs. Was it the sheriff's department that was in this story that were threatening people for giving out free water? Sure was. Okay, so the sheriffs, uh, again, threatening folks at a church. This is a recent story, the church story, for giving out water to people who were enjoying the New Orleans uh, Mardi Gras party. And it, it harkened me back. The name sounded familiar, Jefferson Parish. And so I went and d- did a little digging and uh and got yeah it turns out i was right this was the same uh area that also cracked down on a group of people that were attempting to simply cross a bridge after a natural disaster actually excuse me a man-made disaster combined with a natural disaster there was a hurricane katrina that uh the floods from the hurricane katrina broke down a crap can uh basically a levee 
that the Army Corps of Engineers had built shoddily and had uh, maintained mm. shoddily. Good enough and, for government work. Right. So that government work was what was responsible for flooding New Orleans. It wasn't the hurricane itself. It was the fact that the government failed uh, that resulted in the, the horrible flooding and the mass evacuations. Governments will do that. They will fail. You can count on that much. So there's news here from back in 2008, just to give you a, a rundown of what uh, what happened. There's a class action lawsuit against the... Uh, the Jefferson Parish government, apparently, where people were banned from walking across what's called the Crescent City Connection after Hurricane Katrina. They described their experiences in their bid on the class action case. Uh, The judge also heard arguments on the, let's see, it was... Uh, suing, they're suing Gretna. This is a town in Jefferson Parish. So I guess in Louisiana they have these things called parishes. They're, maybe they're kind of like counties. I'm not real sure how that works. Yeah, I uh, thought a parish was similar to a town. I don't know. Apparently there are towns within the parish. Oh, I see. All right. So they're counties. But if you so. live in Louisiana, you can explain it better. Feel free to call in at 855 Uh And so Gretna, also the, the town people, are trying to toss out the claims of the plaintiffs that say that the police violated their right to travel. Uh, and according to the attorney of the town, officers were legally barring pedestrians from crossing the bridge, which remained open to vehicles because of safety reasons. They won't let us do it today, and they wouldn't let anybody do it back then, according to the town's attorney, uh, adding that the plaintiffs would have to argue that the laws the police were enforcing that day are unconstitutional. The attorney for the plaintiffs said those laws are uh, constitutional, but were unconstitutional in their enforcement because officers barred pedestrians from crossing the bridge but said nothing to the people walking along the elevated Pontchartrain expressway that ties into the bridge. In court documents, the uh, d- the pr- prosecuting attorney wrote that the the plaintiff rather plaintiff's attorney wrote that the safety issue is but a ruse to hide a more insidious plot which was primarily to keep african americans from new orleans from coming into gretna and jefferson parish so oh. basically this borders uh, the new orleans area probably of a you know maybe a more upper crust white person zone uh, is is my guest and uh, or guess and they're you know they're, or maybe it's just racist cops who knows but they're trying to they say that this is all about keeping black people out of the area in a testimony uh, for the class action certification, Kathy Golden said she was in New Orleans. She's from Mancha, or Mass- Massachusetts, by the way. She was in New Orleans at the time visiting her family when she learned she was unable to catch a flight out of the area because of Katrina. They rode it out at their hotel in the French Quarter. And then on Thursday after the storm, when they were forced to leave the hotel, a New Orleans police officer told them to go to the bridge where they could catch buses that would ostensibly take them out of the area. Well, after walking up the on-ramp, they were stopped by Gretna police officers, one of whom fired a shotgun twice into the air. No. You want to talk about insane. There was a huge group of people here, as many as 400 people trying to cross the bridge at that moment. And this guy's blasting shotgun shells up into the air. I mean, that's, that's dangerous activity. If you shoot a gun up in the air, you'll be arrested for it. Yeah, in most what, places. What does this guy think? Is it a cartoon or something? Right, they're, they're just going to keep going up? Yeah, that comes down. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it won't come down on someone's head and cave it in. Uh, Golden testified that they only seemed concerned with what they called foot traffic going across the bridge. Turned back, they spent the night in a bus parked under the expressway. Among them were two paramedics. Wait, 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 wait. they weren't allowed to even use foot traffic? They weren't even just allowed to walk across No, that's the whole point. If you had a car, you could cross the bridge. But if you were one of these 400 rabble that were trying to cross the bridge on foot, you were prevented from doing so. Oh. Just disgusting. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 
they stopped all these people from going across and fired weapons, saying, it, don't effing move. If you effing move, I'll blow your head off. Hour three's up next. Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything that you want. The toll-free number is 855-453, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features we give to you. Uh, You can actually control the content of the website. Just submit different things to it. You find something online you think our other listeners will enjoy. All you have to do is submit it as show prep, and then others can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike uh, what it is that you've suggested. So head on over to freetalklive.com and you can get interactive there. Here tonight, it's Ian and Derek J. To the phones and the fun. Let's talk to Frank listening in uh, my hometown of Sarasota, Florida, to WSRQ. Hello, Frank. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, Frank. You know, I enjoy your show. Thank I you. uh, I just wanted to comment because it seemed germane that uh, down here in Sarasota, which is, I guess, you guys' previous jaunt or previous you guys have experience here, I assume, right? Um, not Derek J., but I lived there for 26 years. Yeah, that's right. I, I knew that one of you guys lived down here. Anyway, there was a story about a disabled Iraqi veteran who uh, who uh, actually was, what the police were saying, defacing public property by drawing in chalk expressions advocating peace. Mm, and oh he was handcuffed, and the officer knelt on his back. Oh. And this man is disabled, so oh, the geez. ACLU is taking up the case. Where was it that it, he was chalking? It, I, I'm sorry. Where, where was it that he was chalk, doing the chalking? Uh, Five Points Park. Okay, so he was chalking on the ground then. Yes. Oh my God. He, this is for those that don't just, for those that don't know. Five Points Park is, is is it's it's kind of well, it's kind of like the central comments. Well, it's hard to say is there's a central anything in Sarasota. It's such a sprawling place, but it's in the the heart of downtown Sarasota, and it is you know a a location at which places come to meet, and uh, it's a public park, and there's you know individualized bricks that people uh, paid for to kind of oh. sponsor the park. It's a you know it's a nice little park. At least it was nice the last time I was uh, I was in town. I imagine it still is, and. Uh, uh, we've had people being arrested here in New Hampshire for chalking on buildings, but no one's ever been arrested for chalking on the ground. Frank, uh, is, is this a place where uh, children might use sidewalk chalk? Oh, yeah. We have, a, I guess, a festival every year where they where they do chalk up the road, the, the sidewalk. <laughs> I mean, it, it's commonplace here. Wow. Okay, so the, the real problem was that he was advocating peace. Is that... Yeah, exactly. I think, I, and that's that's the way I see it. Um, it must be violently ACLU, stopped. As I said, I'm sorry. No, well, advocating peace must be violently stopped. Apparently. Apparently, that's uh, that's the case. I, you know, you guys were talking about cameras before, and I wanted to bring up something that that is is quite personal. I I actually. Uh, had an incident where my my uh, place was flooded a while back. And uh, and the person who lives above me um, 
you know, I think they they were negligent in then causing the flood. So I went up with a video camera and was allowed entry into the unit to find out what was going on mm-hmm. and to videotape it. And the police officer arrived at my door a half hour later, took the camera what? and charged me with a uh, with a uh, misdemeanor crime. Now hold on a second. How did he get his hands on your camera? He came into my home and took my camera. Did you allow him in your home? Yes, I did because State he was a police one. officer. Oh. He was a police officer, Mis- and I didn't know. I didn't know that I should not allow him into my home without a warrant. Understa- understandable mistake, Frank. It's what they do on television all the time. Uh, and, and certainly, if you're watching a show like Cops, they're only going to show you the people that uh, don't know their rights. So they want to propagate this myth that if a cop comes to your door, that you somehow have to interact with them. And look, I'm right. no lawyer, but it's my understanding, so I can't give you legal advice, but it's my understanding that you have no obligation whatsoever to answer the door when the police are there. None whatsoever. Well, so you can I just ignore them. Say, I have to say that, that my knowledge of legal uh, terms and the legal process is completely zero, I would say, and it's my fault, and I understand sure. that. and they take advantage and, uh, of that. They take advantage of people because they know people don't know. They can intimidate their way into getting what they want, and that's exactly what they, uh, well, that's exactly it's, what they did. It's not always intimidation, though, Ian. I mean, uh, in this case, Frank, uh, they may have even been neighborly towards you. I mean, they often try and portray themselves no. as your friend, but their job is to find and prosecute criminals. Well, I, I will. I will tell you honestly. I mean, I went up there because there's a history involved here. I, the unit above me has flooded my unit five times. Oh my since gosh! I lived here, and so get I, out of I, there. <laughs> I I wouldn't go up there with a camera just willy nilly. But yeah. being that this was uh, this was so many. Uh, uh, incidents happening from the same unit. I was thinking it was ne- criminal negligence or, or whatever that this keeps happening. So that's horrible. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, I will tell you that the police officer was not in any way, shape, or form uh, nice or you know lovey dovey with me. Oh. He was, so you didn't feel he, protected and served then? Absolutely not. I yeah. mean, he was more than willing to believe the young women who lived upstairs and their uh, argument that I shouldn't have been up there with a video camera. Oh, he, he didn't want to hear my story as to, well, I, this is the fifth flood that's happened from this unit. So he took you know? your camera. So, what has happened? I mean, he, when did this go down? He took my camera. And is and he going to give was, it back? Do or they what? still have it? No, they 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 kept it until the state attorney decided they weren't going to prosecute me. And how long did that take? And that that's that's ninety days in Florida. They require or ninety days they can they can keep you up in the air before they decide whether to drop the case or prosecute. So, so they dropped so the they case. Me, so they had me twisting in the wind for ninety days, of and then of course, of course, they dropped the case because there was no case. Did the camera have the footage on it when you got it back? I didn't get it back yet. I had to go to court. I had to go to court because the uh, state attorney would not let me keep the video card. Can you imagine? I mean, these people purport to be public servants, and they come into your home, take your property, and then you have to go to court to get it back? To beg for it back. Exactly. 
Exactly. Frank, I want to thank you for calling in with your story tonight. Please feel free to call us again with further updates, especially on the Iraq vet uh, situation, what's happening with him, sure. where the police sure, are abusing enjoy the show. Thank you, uh, and spread the word out there. Uh, it's good to be on uh, in Sarasota. It's where we got this thing started uh, almost a decade ago. Thank you, Frank, for the call tonight at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. So, wow, arresting a guy for chalking on the ground. Yeah, putting a, putting an officer putting his knee on a man's back for using chalk. That's a level of violence I just cannot i mean i am laughing here but this is not a funny situation right. this so is, you're laughing out of discomfort i mean because you can relate uh because they pepper sprayed you here well, in, yeah in they've Keen. put their knee on my back for having a dance party so right. i mean yeah, this is unfortunately common b- police behavior that you know excessive force is the new norm it's despicable what these people are doing and you know just when you think that they've gone too far just when you think that the absurdity can't uh, get any greater there's always another level of it i mean well, arresting someone for chalking i just wonder why if if frank says that children are able to use sidewalk chalk right. in the very same park you know, it must have been the message, but how does that get conveyed in the law? Like, he, I mean, they say he was uh, destroying public property, right? But yeah. if he was doing that, then children are doing that, too. So, I It mean, just looks better, I guess, to Iraq, uh, arrest an Iraq war veteran than it does a small child. What? I mean, is this, what you, is this what you're fighting for, those of you who believe you're fighting for freedom over in uh, the Middle East? If there are people that still believe that over there, because we know that Ron Paul's get the majority of uh, the troops' uh, donations. But I presume there are still some jingoistic, warmongering people that are really excited I'm about sure going and killing. sure a lot of people, especially high schoolers who haven't even joined yet, they think that they're going to be fighting for freedom. You know, that's the rhetoric that right. a lot of people hear. You go over there, do what you're told, change your mind about the war, decide to go and chalk about it in a public location so people can see you're chalking, uh, and you get arrested. That's what happened. Crazy stuff. 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number here. And again, if the police show up at your door and they're knocking, they don't have a warrant. You know, Otherwise, they'd be breaking the door down. So if you talk to them, the more you talk, the more likely it is they're going to arrest you for something. Better to just leave them alone, let them knock, and let them go away. Because they will go away. More coming up. 855-450-FREE. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything you would like at 855-453. That's the toll-free number. This is Free Talk Live, and here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Derek J. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there uh, for free. Mobile site is there. For those of you with a smartphone, you can go to M as in mobile.freetalklive.com. That's m.freetalklive.com. That will take you to some quick links that allow you to get access to our live streams as well as the podcast, all free, of course. Go to m.freetalklive.com as we go to the phones and talk to Justice calling from Siberia. Justice, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Derek J. Hi, Ian. Hi, Derek. It's uh, really good to be on with you guys. I've Welcome, sir. I've been listening since August, and this is my second time to, to call. Excellent. Go ahead with your thoughts. Um, yeah. Uh, first of all, first of all, I just wanted to, to give a shout out to all the free staters and to you in particular. Um, I started listening, like I said, back in August, and 
what made me keep listening was you guys fit what I have always defined as my definition of dedication. And that means when you're willing to do outreach, when you're willing to spend your own money, when you're willing to move or dislocate yourself and to suffer for the cause that you believe in. And so I just really, really want to salute you guys for that. Well, thanks. Um, yeah. So my thoughts on tonight, I, I called in um, a few days ago and talked to Stephanie um, over the weekend, Stephanie and Julie, when they were hosting about um, the, the difference between minarchism and, and voluntarism. Because um, I, like I, like, as I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, but your position personally, and, and most people who, who host on Free Talk Live, is that, you know, uh, secession down to the last person, right? The, uh, the whole idea of just no government at all. And, and my question is, or my, 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 my thought is, isn't that a little um, utopian, utopian kind of thinking? In the sense, like, this is, and this is what I mean. I, I compare it to the people who say that if everyone would just give up their guns, you know, then the world would be a safer and more peaceful place. And, and we know that that's just not going to happen. People aren't going aren't, aren't to stop using violence just because they don't have, let's say, a, a firearm. Um, and same thing here. Let's say... You know, we would like to not have governments, but frankly, the one thing, the one, the one thing that governments do efficiently is make war. And so, so you had a society that decides to to lay down their government, their arms, so to speak, uh, centralized government. Isn't isn't that a little bit like you know trying to live in a world where everyone else is still putting their guns and you not having one? Or I mean, you, you see what I'm saying? Well, that kind of thought. Yeah, I, I hear you, Justice, and I just want to make sure we're using the same uh, definitions for our words. I heard you bring up the term voluntarism, and to me, that's the philosophy which holds that all f- forms of human association should be voluntary. And voluntary arrangements are made all the time. In your daily life, uh, you make voluntary arrangements with other people, make contracts, and one could theoretically make a voluntary arrangement to opt in and out of governments as well. So I, I see that uh, a voluntarist could believe in a form of government so long as they are able to opt in or out of it. So I, I don't see it as contradictory. I, I'd like to address the, uh, the question as well. Uh, I don't see it as utopian either, because to suggest that we should get rid of the idea of government is just that. Government's an idea. It's not doesn't actually exist. Yeah, there are there are buildings, there are cars, there are people that you know. These people call themselves government. They believe very firmly in the idea of government, and others who are ruled by those people and calling themselves government also believe in the idea of government. But ultimately, the idea of government needs to go away. For mankind to truly rise to his next great uh, great plateau, in the same way that the idea of chattel slavery uh, went away in the past, and uh, or for the most part has gone away. And uh, I assume you're talking about coercive government. Well, yeah, thank one, you for that. You, okay. Normally, when I say government, I mean coercion of uh, of other human beings. But yeah, the idea of coercive government needs to needs to go away. And I wouldn't call that utopian at all, because what it describes isn't a utopia. It just describes a world absent of an idea. 
And you know, we're still going to have conflicts between human beings. We're still going to have people that are trying to take advantage of others. We're still going to have people that are, are aggressing individually against others. And I mean, I, ideally, I'd like that to go away, too. I'd like everybody to embrace the ideas of peace instead of uh, you know division and looking at people as different and bad uh, because they're different. Or, you know, Those people live over there, and so therefore they're different or they're a different color. And so there's a problem or they have a different sexual proclivity. So that's a problem. People need to uh, realize that other people are just human beings. But if we can just start on the, you know, the idea that people should stop aggressing against others, then uh, certainly in an institutional manner, I think that's simply an ideal that's worthy of striving for. But I don't see that as being a utopia. Yeah, I think it's an ideal that's definitely worth, worthy of striving for. I mean, absolutely. It's a wonderful life. That's how I want to live my life and how I try to live my life is, is voluntary relationships and associations with other people, contracts, and so forth. And that's, that's totally understandable. I, I completely agree with that. But the problem that I have is, like, what's the historic precedence? Like, I lived in I, – I grew up in Russia. No, there is no historic precedence. This is something that has yeah, never been tried before. I mean, there are some examples you can go back to, uh, like uh, what, medieval Iceland or something like that. Yeah, and some people even say early Pennsylvania was, was similar. Here uh, and there, you can see examples of how things can work without a coercive uh, you know, group of people lording over others. You can see it even today in certain areas, you know, whether we're talking about private roads or ambulance services or you know, different areas like that. So we can see evidence for how the marketplace can solve problems when it's allowed to do so in the absence of coercion but as far as a you know wide picture a, a true wide angle of a, of a truly free society that's well documented no you know we don't have that i mean even in the older uh, societies we're still relying on what what documentation remains from those days and that's likely incomplete in uh, in a lot of ways so what we're talking about is literally you know the leading edge of human thought that's where we are today we're here now and uh, we're we're, go- we're coming up with ideas that are based on old ideas ideas that had been uh, generated to some extent in the past, but have been perfected over time and have been, and I'm not saying they're perfect now, but, uh, but they've been revised and made better uh, over, over the years. And uh, so, no, this has never been tried before, and that's exactly why we should do it. Yeah, and, and that's, that's good to hear you say that, really. It, that, that is good to hear you say that in that concise kind of way, because it, it, in former shows, it almost sounded like you, you had this idea that in absence of government, you know, spontaneous uh, paradise would somehow bloom because people would just, you know, not have be coerced by a centralized government. And I grew up in Russia over the 90s when in, in the smaller villages and towns where I lived, you know, there was there was no government. The, the, the Russian government just went away for like 10 years, and it didn't produce a free market, you know, a marketplace environment that everyone just suddenly was, you know, things were flourishing. It, 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 it produced a, an arena where the strongest guy with the biggest fist won. Well, isn't that um, really what we and, have today? I mean, ultimately, that's... Well, the, yeah. Right. So that's, uh, that's the situation we have today. I mean, I and so the only, way to avoid, have... the only way to avoid that is to change people's minds about how things are supposed to work. Uh, so again, even yeah. in the absence of the strong man with a fist that we know of as government, yeah, like I said, we're still going to have people that will be competing with each other. With you know, there'll be violence. There will still be people that'll be you know threatening each other. And so, what we want to do is find alternative methods of uh, preventing that violence that don't involve violence as an institutional uh, piece to that uh, that problem. Because right. the, that's what the police would propose. And if you had more you wanted to say, you can hang on for this discussion. 
But that's what the police would propose. They would say that, well, we're here to protect you. But in order to protect us, supposedly, they have to uh, offend us by uh, stealing from us or, you know, aggressing against us in some way This under these so-called auspices of protection, which, of course, is what the mob says when they come into your shop and threaten to destroy your, uh, your shop or your business if you don't pay them their protection money. It's no different. We're coming up. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features we have there for you. Our webcam is included. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com. You'll be able to watch and listen to the show there as well as chat with other Free Talk Live listeners because the chat room's built into the same page. It's all free, of course. Go to cam.freetalklive.com to get interactive there. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Here tonight, it's Ian. And Derek J. Uh, Derek J. here, courtesy of his website, livefreeordance.com, also fr33agents.com. And uh, Justice dropped off the line uh, from Siberia a moment ago, but I wanted to make sure we continue this conversation because I think it's pretty important. It's a common misconception that when we on this program are advocating the absence of a governmental coercive system, the this essentially the idea that it's okay, it's acceptable, uh, that it's somehow beneficial to have other human beings lording power over others and forcing them to do things they don't want to do or forcing them to not do things that they do want to do and taking uh, whatever amounts of money they possibly can and making them, you know, again, ma- making them into as obedient of serfs as possible. So, uh, you know, the, the, the idea that uh, advocating these things is somehow utopian, that, that we believe that the world would be perfect if, uh, you know, if we could just change this one thing about it, that everything would be just perfect. No, no, that's not at all. I don't. And if we've been miscommunicating in that way, then I'd, I'd like to apologize. But I don't think that, I don't feel like we've we've communicated like that. Um, and he kind of gave an example of how he, I guess, has been in Siberia for a long time and that there were 10 years where he said there was essentially no government around, uh, which is an interesting, you know, I, I wish I could have gotten more information about that particular claim. Uh, but it, let's let's presume that's true. Uh, my understanding, and if you live in the former Soviet states, it'd be probably more useful for you to explain it to us. But I've heard that after the Soviet Union broke up, and it was you know pretty shocking to a lot of people when that happened. No one predicted that was going to occur, or I mean, few people predicted it. Uh, certainly no one knew exactly when. And uh, so when they broke up, basically what you had was a group of people who were raised under communism. Mm-hmm. And these people... Certainly, while in communism there was a large black market, many products and services were available on the black market simply because the government uh, at the time was preventing them from being available legally. So a lot of people were involved in black market activities, but it didn't translate into uh, you know necessarily people knowing what to do with themselves. Like I remember reading a story about how uh, McDonald's like came and opened up in a former Soviet state, and the people didn't understand. 
You know, they, they, what do you mean? Well, like they'd never experienced this before. I mean, they, they waited in bread lines. They, oh, wow. they were getting their food from the government before. So they were waiting in lines that were like very lengthy just to get their hands on some crappy, moldy bread and some water. Uh, and now all of a sudden there's this thing in town called McDonald's and there's menus and you go in and like it was like, you know, Encino Man or whatever, like getting the, <laughs> the, the, uh, the Cro-Magnon out from the past and, you know, fish out of water scenario, putting them in the, in the present. Wow, I mean, that is so scary that just a regular human being could have uh, such a different perspective of right. – you know, getting food, they you know, know, from bread lines to How options. Know? How would they know? I don't it, know. It's like I a completely... that bread would be served on the black market if the government was providing it so poorly, then I'm it probably sure was. There... It probably was. But, okay. but, but my, my point is that the mechanisms of the market were unfamiliar, like the, the mechanisms right. of the open market. It probably was one thing to you know do a negotiation with your neighbor uh, from the tenement above you to get some bread from them or whatever, like how it used to be under communism. And then all of a sudden, all that goes away. And there's a, you know, as he said, in, he said it was in Siberia where there was 10 years where there was no government. Well, maybe it took them that long to, to you know figure out what to do I, obviously i don't i'm completely speculating i don't know what the situation was like there but i do know that uh, there was a lot of confusion on some people's parts after the government well, what do you what do we do now what we don't have the government providing food so what do we do now eventually the market's going to figure it out and in my experience the market can act pretty fast but that's then again we live in the in the u.s where in comparison to some places the market's relatively unencumbered you know, again, in comparison to some places, uh, right. and you know, people have been gr- have grown up with all of these wonderful, you know, market mechanisms around that they can take advantage of. They're used to. They understand, comp- you know, competition at some level. They understand choices in the market. They understand going to the grocery store and what's available and all the wonderful choices that are there. But if you were living under communism, you, you didn't understand those things. Well, everything's relative. I can see how people from you know communist Russia would say that the U.S. is free, but you know, having grown up here and seeing all of the intrusions into the private market or the free market, um, I can only imagine how quickly the market would respond to uh, market signals and other incentives if there were total freedom. That would just be, you know, instantaneous uh, needs met, you know, well, right. I would assume. Because the market doesn't have to wait for an election every two years to make a decision about doing something differently. Uh, and, and they don't have to wait for political processes. They can implement a change as soon as they realize that their customers want something to be changed. But if you're dealing with a society that has never had a, even a semblance of a of an open market, then they, there's a learning curve there, right? Like they mm-hmm. have to figure this stuff out first before they can get to the point where there's you know hot competition and you know new products and services being developed at a rapid pace. That's that would be my uh, answer to that uh, thing, suggestion. But you had a quote that you wanted to share that was relevant to this conversation. That's right. Uh, you know. Um Justice from Siberia was talking about uh, some of these achievements and how he can't um, – well, maybe he can, but it's difficult to imagine what total freedom would look like. And it brought me back to one of the speeches that I find inspirational when at Rice Stadium, uh, John F. Kennedy spoke about the amazing achievements throughout mankind. His reasoning for those achievements – uh, was not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve the goal of going to the moon will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills because that challenge is one we are willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone, and one which we intend to win, and the others too. And so I, I think that that uh, reminds me of building this voluntary society 
that is a goal I am unwilling to postpone. Few things are worth doing that are easy. And also, um, regarding one of the other things uh, that Justice said, you know, he wanted to get an example. Has this ever been done? Has the uh, the voluntary society ever existed? And the answer, of course, is no, because for time since time immemorial, man uh, has you know in general been oppressing his fellow man. Uh, there have always been these people who would deem to be our rulers and who want to control us and tell us what to do and uh, extract our obedience and our wealth from us. It's right, just but, always been that way. But man had never gone to the moon. Man had never harnessed the powers of uh, the steam engine right. or electricity. So all, all kinds of things of were precedent setting. Exactly. And uh, so, you know, to, to suggest that there needs to be some sort of example in the past that we need to look to to determine what to do in the future is, uh, is a fear-based mentality. Well, now, how could there ever be ingenuity if that were the case? Right. Now, you can, you can take inspiration from past actions. You can use ideas that were created in the past and add new things to them, add new resources and wealth or ideas to them to create new ideas. Uh, so it's not to say that the past should be shunned or ignored, but uh, to, to say that we shouldn't do something because there is no past example. I'm not, I'm not saying so, uh, that Justice was saying exactly this, but, right. but to say that, well, we shouldn't do that because it's never been done before <laughs> is to basically basically live from a point of fear to say that well we don't know what's going to happen so Uh-oh. we shouldn't do it <laughs> well that's exactly why we should do it because we can't truly envision how things will be in the absence of the coercive uh, society in which we live we can talk about how much greater things would be and i think a lot of that speculation is correct for instance without the federal or local or state governments we all get to keep the 100 percent of the wealth that we earn and spend it in the ways that we think is appropriate give it away in the way that we want to spend it in the way that we want save it or whatever and that alone dramatically should increase the amount of wealth that we have in society simply because you are the best person to allocate your wealth. Not some bureaucrat sitting in Concord or Washington, D.C. or Tallahassee or wherever it is you live. Not, uh, not some, some completely disconnected person that doesn't even know you and has no idea what you want or what you consider important. So if all individuals are able to assign their own wealth in whatever ways they want, that alone will dramatically increase the, the, you know, the living standards that we have and the wealth that, uh, that we have. But how will it all play out? What will end up happening? It's impossible to predict. And that shouldn't keep us away from it. That should excite us and should get us more interested in moving toward that future. There's more coming up. Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855-450-FREE. Even in these uh, remaining moments here, we have enough time for you. 1-855-450-3733. Here tonight, it's Ian. And Derek J. And we invite you to our website over at freetalklive.com. If you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, well, I would suggest that you become an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up with any major credit card through PayPal, or use Visa or MasterCard right on our website. And you can send us three bucks a month. We'll take that money in and 
invested into the show, get on more great radio stations uh, around the country and bring more Internet listeners on board as well, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So go to amp.freetalklive.com, get perks, uh, get signed up and uh, help Free Talk Live all at once. Amp.freetalklive.com. Omar is listening in Charleston, West Virginia to WVTS. Hello, Omar. Hey, how are you doing? Great. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, not much. He's taking time I called about you. He goes, always talking about the police and always talking about no government at all. And, you know, I agree with the, the tax issue. If there was no local, state, or federal government, that we would have more money in our pocket. I'm, I, I would like to have more money in my pocket, but I also like having nice roads to drive on. You know, and without, without our taxes going to... to to fund the infrastructure of this, of this country, we have we won't have roads. Wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on a second. So let me see if I've got this straight. The marketplace brings us all manner of wonderful products and the grocery store shelves and that you can order on the internet and that we've got all these different services out there and people with incredible talents, you know, whether it's, a, you know, a plumber to a home builder to a mathematician, an engineer or whatever, all these people out there are putting their, uh, their efforts into creating products and services. And you don't think that without the government that they could put together roads? Really? No, no, see ya. Well, it's the civilians anyway. It's the, it's the people that, that put the roads on the road. Hang on. Are you talking right into your phone? You kind of sound a little distant. Hold on. Let me... All right. Got nothing but time here. <laughs> well... How Hello? about that? Is that better? That's, yeah. That's a little better. So what okay, were you saying? Sorry about that. Go, what well, were you well, saying? You know, it's just uh, how, how, would it, how would it work? You know, how, what was your way of, of saying that that without government, we could put roads together. Well, that we I'm, would make sure the roads stay intact. Well, I, I don't have an answer to the how would it work question for everything if there were complete freedom. But I do know that I would prefer a solution that's not coercive, that doesn't involve violence. And it does involve violence when the government takes money from my paycheck to do all manner of things, not least of which is kill brown people overseas. Uh, but they also purport to build the roads. And, you know, I, I don't know how it would work, but I see that McDonald's is still running and, and other stores are still running. And you don't and, need to know how they work. And I don't know how they work, work either. But so that's, but, I think no, that, no, but that no, sounds believe, like a dodge. I believe, I believe the government is way too large. Cool, man. Well, I'll give you, I'll give you some answers, Omar. Let me, let me throw some ideas out there, right? I can give you some ideas, but they may not actually end up being what really happens, okay? So we can sit here and speculate, but then again, none of us are actually in the road business and we're not road entrepreneurs. And so we really don't know ultimately what will play out. But we can look to existing uh, examples and see that there are actually private roads in existence today. In fact, there are some communities that are completely private roads. So, for instance, look at Disney World. Uh, there, are, All of those roads there are completely privately owned. They're in immaculate shape and they're very well maintained, very well run. Uh, so, And then there is another town in Minnesota somewhere that is like a, almost like a private town where all the roads are private. Privately run. So whether California it be, has private roads. Right. So whether it be dues being paid by property owners in a completely voluntary agreement by the people that are running those properties, like gated neighborhoods, they take care of their own roads. Uh, or well, whether that, it be... What's that? That's understandable. Right. You or know, being, per- a, being Disneyland, it's, it's a private 
you know, it's, it's a, a private area. Right, and they charge people to go to their parks, and they charge people rent in various different ways, and they can make the money that it costs to, you know, cover the roads. Uh, but also maybe tolls. I think tolls are the worst idea, personally, but obviously that's a possibility. Uh, in addition, how about sponsorships? You've seen plenty of billboards on the sides of the roads already. Why shouldn't, uh, you know, Michelin Tire be able to have the Michelin Speedway or something like that where they own own the road, essentially, and, and take care of uh, the maintenance of it? So, I mean, these are just a few ideas as to how roads can be uh, be maintained and, and taken care of. Uh, or, you know, it could be a charity that takes care of it. Or it could be an individual that owns it uh, and tries to somehow monetize uh, the road in various different ways. Or maybe the different businesses that are on the sides of the road form some sort of coalition to come together to, you know, say, well, let's take care of this road so it doesn't have to be a toll. Because we don't want to charge somebody a toll to come to our business. We want them to come to our business. So I think that, uh, you know, those are just a few ideas of how things can go without the government monopoly. And by the way, I don't know what the roads are like in Charleston, West Virginia, but here in New Hampshire, they suck. Uh, when it gets... Oh, they suck. They suck here, too. Right. So how could it be worse? <laughs> I mean, remember, this is the... This is the government we're talking about. They don't have an incentive to innovate. They don't have an incentive. You know what? Actually, there's a neat, uh, there's a neat video that's on. Uh, I found it online. Somebody sent it to me a couple years ago. It was a, a night like a 1950s Disney cartoon, and it was like roads of the future and uh, a car and, like, like there was this vision it was really this visionary uh cartoon where they showed like all these neat ideas for like a nuclear car and uh and like a, this device that would carve a road into the middle of a mountain with a nuclear energy of some like atomic energy like they had floating you know flying cars and they had all these that cool was, ideas that was, hmm? that was that was big in the 50s though in the 50s they had extreme views of the future well, no, it, well no, 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 no. It was not extreme. I mean, all of these things were, you know, are still within reach. It's just that the government is the one running the roads, so they have no incentive to innovate any of these things. And when you look at one of the things they also talked about was how we'd have cars where we could program in the destination and the car would take us there without having to drive. That exists now. But Google. Yeah, that's the technology we have today. What's that? That, that technology exists today. Correct. But what's happening? Google has the technology. They're trying to test the technology. And the government guys are like, whoa, we can't have this. Um, and so basically you've got to get over this hurdle of, uh, of uh, having the government coming to understand and value and allow this technology to come out onto the roads of America. So what I'm trying to explain is if we'd actually had the marketplace handling the roads from the get-go, who knows what kind of crazy, wild, fun, interesting innovations we would have instead we literally have road technology that has barely been upgraded over the last few decades there really isn't that much that has changed you know nobody has tried any radical new formulations for pavement no one has tried you know new ways to you know develop flying cars i mean there's the Mueller sky car out there but again you know the faa is getting in the way of that being released to a mass market so essentially the government keeps innovation from happening on the roads because they're the ones that are in charge of it and uh and if you want omar there's a lot of information obviously that's been written about this subject because when you talk about getting rid of the, the idea of coercive government, one of the first objections that comes up from people is, what about the roads? So if you What's want to dig into this, you can go online. There's all kinds of stuff about it. Okay, well, great. Well, appreciate your time this evening. Thanks for the call. I hope those ideas helped maybe expand uh, some of the possibilities for you. Thanks for yeah, the Yeah, I, I was supposed to call back a few weeks ago. You were discussing about cops, but I never did. Well, I'll, calls, never break, I'll, never, I'll never break your attitude on, on the, the uh, public police I'd love to talk to you again about that, and I thank you for the call tonight. We've got to get to uh, Nick in Illinois, who is on the line on the amp lines. Nick, go ahead with your thoughts. Hi. I think the last two callers are very illustrative of the branding problem 
that uh, the Liberty message has. Uh, I, I'm beginning to think that maybe it puts people off when you say that you're against government. And I'm not even sure that that's in, when you consider what the word government means in their mind, I'm not sure it's even entirely accurate to say that we are against government. What we are for is that the government, the organization we call government, should not have any more rights than anyone else does. Mm, yeah. yeah, I would agree with that statement. So I think the core of libertarianism, we, we like to brand it as the, uh, the non-aggression principle, but uh, it's a particular form of aggression. And I think most people think that what they believe in is the non-aggression principle. It's just that they define aggression differently because they think they believe in a different set of rights. And the only way to make them understand what voluntarism means in the first place is to, exp- is to explain the property rights system that we believe in. I think it's a good idea to stay away from being anti-something and instead be for something. So I agree that saying you're anti-government is a, is a bad way to communicate, but saying that you're for voluntary interactions between all human beings or that all interactions should be consensual between humans is a but much I, better but, way to put it. But I'm not sure that that's really even the best way to put it, because as you can see, when people hear that, what they think you mean is, uh, oh, you live in a fantasy land where coercion is never needed, what they call coercion. And I think uh, what the system of government, what any system of government ultimately answers the question of is, what are the appropriate uses of violence and force in a society? When you say that you're for voluntarism, the reaction I always get is that they think I'm saying that I'm imagining a world with no violence, with no rightful use of violence whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And I think that that leads them that leads their minds down the wrong path, and it gets hard then to break out of that stereotype. Hmm. That's, so that I think is a maybe helpful even voluntarism. I think maybe even voluntarism does more harm than good as a, as a brand. As always, I love your comments, Nick in Illinois. Well, come up with a better brand for me. For right now, that's all I got, and I thank you for the call. Uh, certainly, staying positive is a better way to communicate than being against something. Don't be anti-war. Be pro-peace, right? Here, here. All right, so uh, it's being in here with you. And Derek J. We'll see you tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Where do you want to go today? It's the 1,000 Places Travel Minute with Patricia Schultz, renowned travel expert and author of the number one New York Times bestseller, 1,000 Places to See Before You Die, with one more place to add to your traveler's life list. Egypt's Pyramids of Giza are one of my 1,000 Places to See Before You Die. The only wonder of the ancient world to have survived nearly intact, the pyramids of Giza in Egypt embody antiquity and mystery. The funerary Great Pyramid of Chops is the oldest and also the largest of the three. To see some of the relics and treasures found inside such royal tombs, spend a few hours in the Museum of Egyptian Antiquities, also known as the Egyptian Museum. Its overwhelming collection of unique artifacts has been drawing visitors from all over the world since 1858. My favorite? some of the exquisite items unearthed in 1922 from the small tomb of the young pharaoh Tutankhamun, also known as King Tut. For more tips and information on the very best places to visit on your travels, please visit Patricia Schultz at 1000places.com. Do you know over 6 million people a year visit the Eiffel Tower? What you may not know is that just around the corner is a hidden cafe with the best croissants in Paris. When you travel with Trafalgar, you'll travel with an insider who will show you must-see sites and share unique experiences. So call 1-866-544-4434 today for a free brochure or visit us at Trafalgar.com. See the world from the inside with Trafalgar. 